Do you want me to move those books? You look like you're struggling so hard right now. Got it. <laughs> Chase has never sat in a chair before. Am I in frame? Yeah. And then this you're... is actually how I sit, though. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were back. Hey! Yeah! This, this is, is still it. a thing? This is yeah, it. Yeah, Sand 2.0. God, we keep getting... Uh, I, I, I don't know about you guys, mm -hmm. but I keep getting messages from people who say, hey, man, his skills need ever going to come back. <laughs> huh. We, we were away for like a whole holiday, I think. We were. We we The last time we recorded was before Thanksgiving. Was it? Yeah. Wow, yeah. So well, it's been almost two months. Uh, I think we tried to get together once or twice, but things got yeah, kind of yeah. crazy. Things are weird, man. Yeah. The world's a weird place. Yeah. But we decided, that's thankfully, we decided to regroup Scalers Needed 2.0. Armin, um, the plans that Armin has for this new version of SAN, you know, uh, pre recorded and scripted segments, mm -hmm. higher production values, yep. all sorts of stuff. And uh, they'll see every single one of those in this episode. Exactly. I don't, I want to yeah. be that, you know, big guy, you know, next big thing coming soon type of guy, but. There's a sand movie. There's a yeah. sand movie coming. Yes. Hollywood-level right. production. Oh, man, that's right. It's actually already being uh, picketed and boycotted Perfect. by yeah. Nambla. Yes, Be specifically Weird. because this podcast itself is a super spreader event. So. That's true. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> missed the Nambla part of that. You went to a dark place with that. Uh, National Marlon Brando lookalikes. That's right. South Park. Yes, 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 oh. yes, yes. Which we are all... I, I think they're protesting because none of us look enough like Marlon Brando yet, but I'm on the way. I'm, on I'm the just way one towards, fat, towards fat Brando. I'm, I'm just one haircut away from young Brando. I can make it happen. Yeah. And yeah. a little bit of skin color. That's shave, true. <laughs> a shave and a haircut, and you would be Brando to a T. Mm -hmm. yeah. You just got to get, uh, you, just got, uh, you know, to get a leather jacket, one of those little hats there, mm -hmm. motorcycle, and then uh, go into a gay bar as Brando. Yeah. And then you will... Clean up. That's no different Dude, than a regular Thursday. Definitely <laughs> clean up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, th honestly, the biggest newest addition to this podcast is that now we actually have a small pocket knife on the table. Yeah. And this pocket knife is so that at any point mm -hmm. I can just cut the cords on our microphones, Perfect. and that way, you know, we can just make sure that nothing bad ever happens. That way we could. <laughs> just we won't it. get in trouble like we did last time, and we're forced by the man, by the tech elites, to take two months off. We were banned That's from right. the internet. Yeah, for I two know. months by tech elites. We, yeah. You know, cats out of the bag. Yeah. We there's there's at least three episodes that got taken down immediately upon posting that yes. have happened in the dark time. They were episodes of the Joe Rogan experience. I'm telling that had you, had nothing to do with us. We had Rogan. Yes. Not only we had Elon. Mm -hmm. Do we have new scripted segments and a movie? We are actually now, and I'm really excited to be able to break this news for everybody, including the three of you, a daily political podcast. <laughs> it's called We Care A Lot, hosted by Cliff and Kyle only. <laughs> Where you're going to get our take on the news. And oh man, it is incendiary. <laughs> God bless. Yeah, uh, but for real, uh, it has the same year. intro as the old Dennis Miller show from uh, HBO with a little like paper mache planet, and we walk out. Tears for Fears plays the I whole thing. Tears for Fears live. Oh my yeah. god, that's amazing! Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to rule the world, man. Cut to the band. That's right. No, <laughs> we don't have yeah, the yeah, band. No, we yet. did it. it was oh, great. done. It's I'm done. so glad yeah. we've integrated all of these. We new nailed it. We now. have. Uh, it's a multimedia experience. This podcast. Dylan, you'll be able to get that cut in, right? Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dylan's our new editor. Nice. Uh, Dylan is mm -hmm. uh, from India. Mm -hmm. I pay him three dollars an hour. <laughs> 
on Fiverr, and, I and just... he is and he's a dog. <laughs> can we can we pay him more to this... change his name? Because I freaking hate the name Dylan. <laughs> uh, didn't you have a roommate named Dylan? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So listen, Dylan D Y L A N. Fine with it. D I L L O N. Fuck that Dylan. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. So wow, you're not, not, not a fan of uh, Matt Matt Dylan Matt and Dylan. his uh, brother no. who starred in the Blob, who's no. uh, Kevin, Dylan. Kevin Dylan. Isn't D I L L O N as a first name a girl's name? D I. It's gross. I don't know. I'll say that. Hmm. Male or female. That's a gross name. Yeah. 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 Dill. But I mean, honestly, Dylan's doing a great job of uh, adding in a ton of special effects. You know, he's he's actually uh, zooming in to each of yeah. our faces as we're talking. And if this podcast had a video component, then <laughs> you would really <laughs> notice those zooms. And he's he actually is also doing our audio engineering. Uh-huh. So there's going to be no issues with the audio for this episode. No issues at all. The audio is never going to peak. It's, it's not gonna... like there ever was in the past no, either. No, of course not. And now it's even more professionalized because I found Dylan. Exactly. So it's going to be great. And yeah, I'm with you. Little tiny village in India. Just yeah. Only six, 69,000 people in this small 500 yeah. square foot village. You can, you'd be surprised what you can find on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you can. Listen, I was reading a Tim Ferriss book <laughs> and he says that you can outsource all of your bills to a sweatshop. I'm not sure how it works, but it's efficient and you work four hours a week. That's that's the that's the hidden secret that's the behind hidden the four secret. hour work week. Yeah. Is a dozen people working yes. forty hour work weeks. Just some kid in a sweatshop figuring out how to pay my electric bill. Hey guys, no, it's it's inhumane now. Now it's sweatshop kids. Soon yes. though it will be robots mm. and then it'll all be fine. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yes. Robots that and this is just for the sake of efficiency are fueled by the flesh of sweatshop children. <laughs> they will consume. <laughs> that way, there's no waste. I, love I mean, those kids. That's going to swe- save you four or five months of robot food. <laughs> A lot of people don't know robots have to eat. Yeah, because well, we didn't what- care about them before. So what's changed? Right. I mean, it's an organic fuel source. We do not want to be increasing the carbon footprint yeah. just to and run renewable. our goddamn robots. Yeah. If anything, we're improving the carbon footprint. And if anything, we're doing those kids a favor. They're like <laughs> nude at the beginning of, uh, of Aliens. There's just nothing there. You just wave your hands in front of them. They've seen so many horrible things at this point. They can't survive outside those walls. So, again. Well, I didn't know we were taking this stance, but we took that stance. That's right. That's the hill we're going to die on. That's right. Huh. I'm outsourcing my life. The robots that eat children. That's it. That's metal. Rad. Tim Ferriss endorses that plan. Exactly. I've listened to his podcast. I can't wait for I've you read to between the lines. launch your uh, tutorial YouTube channel in which you teach other people how to do that <laughs> exact thing. Outsource yeah. your life. Now, that's the YouTube channel I need to launch. Just a personal self-help channel, but that just gives people wild schizophrenic advice and tells them to do listen you got to take all your money convert it into pennies then convert those pennies back into dollars to take advantage of exchange rates that dude (laughs) that's a dangerous situation you're gonna have so many like 12 to 14 year old kids that are doing that yeah like are you ready for that to sit on your conscience? i'm pretty sure that's what bitcoin is right just putting all your money into (laughs) pennies and then back into dollars again. i don't know there is there is certainly room on youtube i think for a high concept mm-hmm. YouTube channel in which someone from a very dystopic and or <laughs> bland future just gives advice mm-hmm. for how to prepare for said future. And yeah. I think exchanging all your fiat into 
pennies, mm-hmm. it's probably a good move. Because if you take advantage of micro fluctuations in the copper market, you could make tens of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, 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 and all of that money will start to come in almost automatically. It takes between 28 and 29 hours of work a week to just to move everything around. But you're going to clear a sandwich at the end of every week. 20, 28 to 29 hours? 28 to 29 I'm only hours. working four hours. So exactly. That's exactly. a firm stance. I do have it on good authority that the four-hour work week is all that is necessary yeah. so i'm telling you man an hour here? that book an hour that this is this is actually going to be anywhere from 25 to 45 percent mm. of my entire work <laughs> week <laughs> Damn. well we can we add up the runtime of all the videos you output in a week and do they uh, add up to four hours no Robert. all the videos i put out <laughs> each week do not add up to four hours that is a good point well that's that's a good stretch goal and they take to, to get to the four hour work week right. should be your aspirational goal I'm pretty sure the case of the video is it takes about as long to shoot and edit as it is to actually play the video. Right? Probably yeah. shorter, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, really? well, don't think <laughs> about can, that. I can yeah. kick out a six-minute video in three minutes. Perfect. Yeah. Good. It's With really impressive. Just a lot of needle drops. <laughs> very, very impressive. Yeah. And yeah. The way the way you do that is you just speak really fast with a very high-pitched voice so that when it is slowed down to normal speed, it is a six-minute video that sounds like the smooth, wonderful, sultry voice yeah. of Arm & Hammer that we're yeah, used like to. That's like what we That's do exactly here. It. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing now. Yeah. yeah. Dylan yeah. is crazy crushing it right now he's been able to to just make sure it's like anamorphic right you shoot an anamorphic and you have to widen it in order for it to actually fill the frame that's what i'm doing but with my audio i speak incredibly quickly yeah and all fluctuations of speed such as this one or this one all get adjusted perfectly in post it's like polar express but for audio is it just, it's yeah. all created. I mean, if you're not impressed with Dylan's work, Armin wasn't even here today when we recorded this <laughs> podcast. He yeah, was he's entirely here. later. I'm actually, I'm recording this on Tuesday. That's right. Yeah. And the three of you are here, according to my calendar. I'm here Wednesday. Okay. Chase is here on Wednesday. Yep. And yep. you guys were here on. And and Cliff is a small soundboard that we're just hitting <laughs> intermittently. <laughs> <laughs> We just hit. We're just hitting classic cliff drops. <laughs> <laughs> Ever wonder what happens when a robot just wants to make paper clips? <laughs> Boom! Classic cliff drop coming at you. Here's another one. And Trenaball. <laughs> Trenaball, a, a steroid I just made up, but we'll get a complete history on it soon enough. I bet you, Ricky Garrard's looked it up. He has. Yeah. I bet Ricky Gerard, our number one listener, probably is going to look it up right <laughs> after this episode. Um, uh, well, so Ricky Gerard back this season. That's the news I'm looking for this cross. No, no, season. next no. season. Next season. Next okay, season. I, I, won't, I won't pay attention to this one. Then yeah, 2022, matter. I'm dialed back in for my boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for my boy. Uh, what's everyone been up to in the new year? Chase. Uh, I've been I've been working a lot. Work is my personality now. FYI. Mm. What's up? Damn, dude. Sick. <laughs> that was, that was a loud. That was a too. good high five. Yeah. Uh, you know, definitely not taking fitness too seriously. Nice. As always. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been. Hey, have you guys mm. played Breath of the Wild? Can we turn this into a Breath of the Wild podcast? <laughs> what is Breath of the Wild? Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know no. if you yeah, want to unpack all that. It's a fantastic video game. Yeah. It's the Legend of Zelda video game. Oh, is that it the, the one on Switch that came out? Yeah, the one on Switch. It came out on oh, Switch yeah. a few years ago, oh, yeah. and it is amazing. Yeah. I've already surpassed Ar- Armin has had this game <laughs> for how long? Uh, Two years. Mm-hmm. I've surpassed Armin. I surpassed Armin in what, like two, three weeks? At least. It was. Yeah. It was, might have been faster than that, because I played it for like, I played it for a week, 
and then I waited a year and a half and I played it for another two weeks and then I haven't played it since. Dude, it's dangerous. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is dangerous. That's why I stopped playing it. When so for instance, before I came here, I was playing Breath of the Wild and it was Thursday. <laughs> so <laughs> And what is today? I it's like I blinked and I had a thousand emails <laughs> mm-hmm. from my boss, but had a pretty sick set of ancient gear. Oh yeah, nice, it's maxed nice, out. Nice. That is so. That's one of those big open world things where you just run around and quest and do all sorts of stuff, right, mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. 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 The cool thing about uh, Breath of the Wild is they basically made like a physics sandbox. Like every object in the world has mm. has physical properties like weight Mm -hmm. or magnetism not like the old days where you'd see like a barrel and you just can't touch the barrel and so you just right you can't like run through it or run (laughs) run past it and nothing happens yeah Yeah, yeah. my one of my favorite things is i'm in an intense battle and uh, i'm down on health and then i get ran over by Mm. a random fucking woodland animal Mm -hmm. and that's what kills me yeah (laughs) Yeah. like you can light a fire and then build a parachute for yourself and then use that parachute to like pop you up into the air uh, using the, the, the heat from the, from the fire interesting and then glide across the nice. entire map they're finally filling in the gaps of the simulation yeah. we're yes. finally figuring out how to create complete worlds and then we'll create our own world and then it'll be black mirror time for all of us mm-hmm. it, that's what i'm saying do the people do, does link in the game know that he's a video game character mm. he's not self-aware no, not, not, yet. Yet. not yet. Everybody else is. It's like the Truman Show. Nice. Okay, there we go. There we nice. go. Everybody Before else is filled with out. like Frank Underwood like stares at you. Although, <laughs> to be fair, they do give him a Nintendo Switch. Yes, they do. They give so him an iPad. In, he basically <laughs> gets like a phone or an iPad or a Nintendo Switch like at the beginning of the game, and then uh-huh. he uses that. Yes. Yeah, but but so so that, meta. So, so now the question is posed: How do you know? That you yourself are not a character in a Nintendo Switch game. The this would be the, wo- the worst and most boring Nintendo Switch game. Yeah, I'd be ever. really. Yes. My critiques would be it takes way too long to eat. Yeah. Because Link, <laughs> Link can do it mid-flight, mm-hmm. a full meal that restores all his hearts as if he went to yeah. sleep for mm-hmm. two nights. And I haven't I have seen to take him thirty minutes. I haven't seen him poop once. Oh man. Do they so have either, bathrooms? Then I guess I don't really have a complete So I put that physics. as a perk. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we get to poop in this life. This yes. game's way better. Can't mm-hmm. poop. I've the seen... sequel was better. You could poop. That's I don't know. Movie... Is it a better universe, though, the, where pooping both doesn't happen and is not necessary? I've seen that movie, Soul. I'm pretty sure that that's one of the things we enjoy about this world. Yeah, that's where, that's like where you go. It's like the personality center, and yeah. then like here's how you take exactly. the dumps. If you're over there on the other side in that DMT angel world, there's no pooping. So there <laughs> yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That movie was a trip. I watched it yeah. out of the corner of my eye while <laughs> I played. <laughs> while I got murdered by Thunder of Cunt Blannon. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy pooping. Yeah. And I've never seen Link poop. No. Some days I enjoy pooping. It's, I mean, when it's hard, mm-hmm. when it's difficult, when it's not a an enjoyable experience, when it doesn't happen easily. Do you do little Anthony Fantano reviews of your poop after you finish, <laughs> Kyle? I'm feeling a light the decent six. You know, I don't <laughs> give my poop enough consideration, unfortunately. I'm a sprint pooper. I get in, I get out, I have shit to do. But it's, it's crucial that you do a little Rorschach test every time with the last piece of toilet paper that you check. So you see the pattern, and what shape do you see? Like dividing tea leaves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever been so busy that the only time you check your phone is while you're taking a poop, and then mm. someone gives you a call based <laughs> off of a text message, and you're like, I'm sending you a text message. Mm-hmm. What do you think I'm doing right exactly. now? I'm pooping. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's true. Well, I, I have it. I actually times. have my home geofenced, so I cannot oh. 
use social media or text messaging unless I'm sitting on that toilet right there. Just that one. <laughs> that specific the one. Yeah. So if I ever text you or it's post on place. Instagram. Uh, Best believe I'm pooping. Best believe I'm pooping. That's right. Or cleaning the bathroom. Yes. From a poop from earlier. Exactly. You ever have to instantly clean the toilet as soon as you <laughs> as soon as you use the bathroom? <laughs> Many times. Like just pop out the Lysol and it's like oh, I gotta get to that now because if it festers. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. Oh man. You know. Wow. Eat big, get big, That's poop right. big is what they don't tell you about that that whole sentence. How much of that protein is bioavailable? You don't know. It could be all coming out the other side. Well, you don't know. If I was eating the carnivore diet, maybe I'm telling you. So I guess just put a, put a needle in it. We're done. <laughs> it's okay. Dylan will edit that out. <laughs> uh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, um, what what have what have you been up to? Me? Yeah. It looks like your your channel's going pretty well on YouTube. So it's it, doing okay. It felt like it was a good time to bring back sand to really pull those numbers down. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, let's I've, get your channel flagged. I've been, <laughs> Now Things they're cracking are going down. Too well. <laughs> I, I've been uh, I've been posting every single day in the new year. That's a nightmare. Which on average means that I'm doing like. What would happen to your channel if we started questioning election results on the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> <laughs> could we get Armin? Could we get Armin one of those little blue borders around his video? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's. One hundred and forty thousand votes in two hours in Michigan. Are you fucking kidding me? At one a.m. What are you going to tell me next? COVID's a real thing. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. I think we did it. I think we flagged. I think mm-hmm. we flagged. Mm-hmm. Masks this are channel. fake. They don't exist. <laughs> Shit. It's an update in the simulation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been I've been posting a lot, and things have been going okay. I mean, the main reason why I have this like uh, read between the lines, people. We're 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 deep enough into this podcast <laughs> that only true believers are listening at this yeah. point, anyway, right? We shook, we shook them off. Here, the here, here, here's the thing: where I feel like by saying those lines, you you get uh, you earn a uh, like strike of lightning from God. That's right. But what is the equivalent of the strike of lightning in this new digital God that mm. we all worship that does not respect blasphemy? Mm-hmm. So mm. what is the lightning bolt that will strike through the uh, through the? Uh, well, let's try a few things out and we'll see what works. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's you know what it is i'll tell you exactly what uh-huh. it is it's uh minuscule like one or two frame mm. insertions of zuckerberg's face just his oh. dead fish oh, stare shit. into mm-hmm. your phone while you're using it so that uh. what you don't realize is that a million times a day while you're not paying attention and just scrolling mm-hmm. through your phone you see Zuckerberg's face yes staring at you you're not aware of it but your brain glass is glass of water with mm-hmm. two with two hands that doesn't yes. happen to you guys currently <laughs> <laughs> what iPhones do you have and maybe it's just on the new one <laughs> maybe it's just on the new one uh yeah so the channel has been going well and mm-hmm. it's mainly motivated by the animal brain inside of me that is uh, like on fire and screaming that I'm about to have a child in like six months oh, and need to get Baby my stuff. need to really get my shit together. Yes. So for those of you, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people figure that There's shit nothing. out. Nothing. I yeah. mean, farmers have been having kids just to take care of their life yeah, yeah, yeah. for. Centuries. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, really, if 30, Dylan, 40 years... fired. My newborn's going to edit everything from now on. <laughs> 30 or 40 years though, from now, oh. though, you could really get it together and then just apologize on your deathbed and be like, I wish we had more time. That's so you really point. have a lot of time. As long as you're cryptic about everything, then you can always apologize on your deathbed. Yeah, so I'm going to be a father. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a mother. I don't know whether we're I having a boy or girl. I don't know how it works. So. 
I, I think it'd be the same for you either way. Oh, yeah. are you sure? It's those nipples. The nipples. Either way, I'm confused with the issue. That's right. Yes. I am confused. I don't yes. know. Uh, but no, we are. We're Katie is pregnant. Congratulations! I am the father. Yes, we're expecting a baby in the summertime. Yes, a ah. sweet summer child. Sweet, sweet summertime. A flower. A sweet summer child. <laughs> and when uh, everything will have definitely returned completely to normal. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ooh, fun fact: J- June this past year was one of the shortest days. June nineteenth. In centuries, by like one point four million, the the Earth was speeding up its spin. We're mm-hmm. expecting that trend to continue into next year. So your baby could be born on the shortest, on the shortest day. day in centuries. And what does that mean? Oh my! What God. does that mean for the fate of your baby and the? He's the gonna world get shorter and shorter birthdays forever. I, I think. <laughs> I think it might mean that. They are destined to be the ruler of this yes. brutal, savage existence yes. that we find ourselves Listen, in. Listen, you cannot understand Wadib without understanding his place, which mm-hmm. is South Austin. <laughs> you know. It's uh, true he was born elsewhere, yeah, but well, this yeah, is his place. Regardless of of, of, uh, of, of gender, this baby is going to be named Paul Wadib Atreides, yeah. Amirian yeah. Hammer. Yeah. That makes Sweet. sense. I mean, it kind of all fits. Yeah, so. it, all, it all fits. It all works. Mm-hmm. It all fits. Uh, as long as it's not named Leto, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, Jared Leto. Jared just Leto. Name, no last name. Just Jared, middle name Leto, no last name. So, fucking yeah. Atreides. We don't know whether we're having a boy or girl. We're super fucking excited that we're having a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... Is Katie also excited or is it just you? No, we're, we're, we are both. <laughs> when he says we're, he's say. just talking about Sonny, Loki, yes, and Bowie. The dogs are pumped. It, is, it is hard to say. Yeah, Sonny and I are pumped. Yeah. Yeah. I don't they, know where he went. He they went. are pumped to meet a just lovely new friend or a lovely new meal. They'll yes. decide whether they get along with the baby or not. And it is mm-hmm. their call. And you pl- uh, I think the, the real way, the way to make this work is to fashion a small saddle for Bowie's back. Just a small baby set. I'm working Actually, on it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm <laughs> going to install a little. It look, it, it's going to look mm-hmm. a little bit like uh, like a cradle mm-hmm. uh, right here, like a like a, a hammock. Oh, they make those. underneath yes. underneath this table. Yeah. I thought you already a had bjorn. one. Yeah, a table bjorn. Table bjorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and that's where the mm-hmm. infant is going to lay. Yeah, nestled under here. It, I think what they're really going to be. Uh, most sort of like surprised by, and I'm, I am speaking about my unborn child at this point. What they're going to be most surprised who warm, by, who will warm this exact spot in the table, like correct. a little chafing dish, is uh, <laughs> I won't ever show them their face, my face, because I will become a Mandalorian before mm, they're born. Damn. So, like, yeah, it is, this, is, this the is the way, this mm-hmm. is the way, and they won't see my face. We until watched I have the to whole second season of oh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, yeah it was pretty much yeah. That's We're all unbelievable. Up. I know we watch new shows. We, that, it was mostly that's we, what's we, we, surprising we, me. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it. What? What? One second. What would happen? What's the psychological uh-huh. be- benefit slash maybe detriment <laughs> mm-hmm. to not show like not letting your child, your unborn child, and then your born child mm-hmm. know that like mirrors exist? You're on board with detriment. You're like, we'll see <laughs> about this not showing exist? your face thing. Like, don't let well, them know, know that there is a thing as a reflection, gotcha. and then reveal once they're like way too old to should have already known this. I would they can see themselves. Well, oh, son, congratulations. Uh, you've reached manhood. You're mm-hmm. 18 years old today. There's something I need to show you. Yeah. Your own face. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would uh, probably God. be like Raiders of the Lost Ark. That'd be no. so hard to keep that a secret. 
Yeah. Yes. Because cameras are off the table. Uh, yeah, and naturally some things are reflective, like, like water mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and you glass. Just, you'd have to not let the child leave your property and have it a very well prepared property, like the mm-hmm. parents and dog tooth there, who yeah, made their yeah, children yeah. think the that there were killer cats just on the other side of the fence who would murder anybody mm-hmm. who left, and that's yeah. why they cannot leave. This, to this strange land. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the second that you found out that you're having a kid, did those thought those thoughts stop happening? I'm just like asking for a friend. No, they kicked off. Oh shit. They they <laughs> accelerated to a, a truly dizzying. How many of those degree. do you share with Katie? Little to none of them, and she doesn't listen. Does she to know this. about the Mandalorian thing? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. She'll figure that out when we get there. Huh. It might actually be an upgrade for her life, not yeah. to see my face. So. <laughs> everything well, I see online says everything changes. So well, you're, well everything's in lockdown, I think. Masks, just to change things up. Yeah. You know, carnival masks, Mandalorian masks. Whatever. Eyes wide shut masks. Mandalorian, is it good? Uh, I've watched it. Have you I not seen this? No, I've oh. seen all of it. I just oh, need to uh, know from Cliff and Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, here's, here's what ended up happening is we ended up watching the first episode. We really enjoyed the first season. We ended up watching the first episode. I uh, was not necessarily the biggest fan of the first episode. I think it was more like they wanted to see if they could pull off something special effects-wise with that sandworm. big dragon, that sandworm. It just felt like very thin. It was just like you know, the, where the whole thing had been, you know, a Western mixed with so many other interesting genre ideas. It just sort of felt too on the nose as like, clearly there, it, I don't know. It was just a Western versus tremors. And I, I just wasn't on board. It just was felt very, you know, slow to me. So finally, eventually my parents have watched the whole thing. We were back visiting them for Christmas. So we ended up watching the rest of it. And actually the, the season gets quite, uh, quite good. I enjoyed uh, a lot of it. I don't remember much of it, but uh, well, we have the <laughs> fun, the, the fun uh, samurai episode. Yeah, yeah the, 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 uh, the Japanese episode with Japanese Ahsoka. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, fantastic. Awesome. Fighting with the uh, giant guys, staff there and all Were you guys that. aware of Ahsoka before, before this? I'd seen clips of cartoons before, yeah, and I'm certainly yeah. not aware of. The, I assume Ahsoka is the orange-haired lady. Correct. Cool. The orange-skinned lady. Orange oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosario Dawson. Dawson. The Jedi. Rosario yeah, Dawson. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah right, played right, by right. Rosario right. Dawson. Yeah. You know, I, I liked that episode just fine. I was a little underwhelmed by all the action in that episode. Uh, you know, I thought it was just like it was. It, it felt like it felt like a kind. I don't know. And it, Michael it, Bean, by the way, was loaded for every single shot. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. definitely drunk. The yeah, whole time. yeah, yeah. Damn. Drunk. Who is Michael Bean from uh, Aliens and uh, the Terminator. Terminator? He was in that episode. As oh, the, he was the he was the, the yeah guns and was whatnot. he really drunk the entire time? No, we were just saying he oh, looked very say, bloated. He's he, old. Yes, yes, huh. yes. He came across as pretty drunk the whole time. I'm, <laughs> I'm still counting on. I'm still, uh, I'll put my money on that. Well. That's pretty cool. Where's I was going to say, as a fan of the Clone Wars and knowing who Ahsoka mm-hmm. was, that yeah. was uh, that was uh, that was the best episode of the season. Oh, nice, nice, nice. nice. And that I I yeah. felt like it hit like a high note with the action at the beginning, and like mm-hmm. you just couldn't like hit yeah. that again. Yeah, yeah. I think the Bill Burr episode was definitely my favorite. In Absolutely, terms of, yeah, because the, it's got the Bill whole Burr thing, it. yeah, it's got Bill Burr in it. But they go through the whole arc of getting like on board with the empire with and then when the tie fighter comes down and stops the peasants who are trying to stop them mm-hmm. where there's triumphant hero music and you get on board with the hero music and they're cheering you on it's like okay yeah it's like we're getting on board with the whole empire thing for a second which goes along with the whole uh you know bill burr stand-up act thing mm-hmm. of uh doing uh, just a little moral inversion just how about let's toy with this thing which is naughty and then mm. we'll bring it back and the whole episode kind of plays out like a really good bill burr stand-up bit uh, i gotta mm-hmm. say i think the one with the white spiders and the, the frog lady with the eggs was really fucking good that was rad that was your favorite that, no, that would be your you are definitely out of frame yeah dylan fix that in post please right. thank you yes i I'm, I'm just you know i'm chilling back here i don't want people though 
I think it was the one with the spiders, the white spiders. That Damn. That was really good. I, I remember we watched that. Katie and I. So Katie doesn't give a shit about Star Wars. Hell yeah. And so she kind of like, you know, she humored me. I yeah, watched yeah. the first episode on my own. And then, you know, Chase was like, hey, man, you have to finish watching Mandalorian. Mm, and my brother's like, you have to finish watching Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I was like, when the fuck am I going to watch it? Like, mm-hmm. Katie doesn't want to watch it with me. Mm-hmm. So I finally found a moment where she <laughs> was got all busy. this napping to do around my four-hour work I'm week. Busy. <laughs> I'm busy. Dylan's working. I'm busy. That's right. And so uh, I finally was able to, like, find a mm-hmm. moment. I was like, are you cool with me just putting this on? Like, you're not going to be paying attention. I just want to watch this. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. And I kind of saw her, like, glancing and watching. And so mm-hmm. she got engaged into the show about that episode like around that episode and i felt like a really big badass because Mm -hmm. the moment you see a little grogu come out and like Mm -hmm. grab that little like egg sack looking thing Mm -hmm. i was like oh these are all going to be little spiders 100 percent fucking guaranteed this imagery is fucking spiders and she was like what are you talking about i was like just wait just wait and watch Uh and it was fucking spiders and i felt so good about myself because it's a dead giveaway that it's going to be fucking spiders absolutely and the whole episode is about motherhood and uh all that there what are you going to do to protect your your exactly because we have the 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 good eggs from the good mother that uh, are delicious that uh, that baby yoda i refuse Mm-hmm. Colin Grogu that Baby Yoda was just enjoying eating, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we have the bad mother, the bad eggs, the mm-hmm. spider mother trying to attack yep. them. There. And mm-hmm. the episode was directed by Peyton Reed, the director of Ant Man. Uh, and so what you have in the beginning is you have a, a doctor called Dr. Mandible at the beginning of that episode who is a big ant uh, with the big mandibles and whatnot. And I think the fact that his name was Dr. Mandible made me like that a lot. Huh. And a lot of that, of course, makes a lot of even Ant-Man references kind of 50s atomic horror movies like Them uh, and Tarantula and things with big Earth bugs. Earth versus the spider. Earth versus the spider. And what happens in Earth versus the spider? People venture into a big-ass cave full of spiders i was definitely battling water blight mm-hmm. ganon during that episode because <laughs> i did not pay attention to that episode i had to re-watch the tremors one yeah, yeah. uh but after that really picked up really yeah, picked yeah. up because that third episode's ahsoka yeah well it, yeah it, it, it's one of those things that the i think the episodes that appeal to me are often the episodes that have the least amount of talking mm. in them that are largely visual and i notice this disconnection sometimes between me and my girlfriend because she will sometimes like play among us on her phone or something like that and so she'll get kind of tuned out of episodes and i think that it's that interesting thing we've talked about before with that difference between movies that are largely visual versus the later episodes which are a little bit more netflixy in nature with a lot more Gabby, Gabby, plot, plot, talky, talky. This is why I'm here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's the kind of thing where this one. Yeah, what's what's precisely, which is precisely. So this is scale is needed. It happens once a week. Podcasts (laughs) are where the talking is for. It's hard to believe, but we actually have a higher budget than Mandalorian did. Holy shit! Per episode basis, scale 2.0. Yeah, all those. How do you think Armin got that deck? Yeah, all those dollars that we translated into pennies really paid off. You know I know. I mean? Has anyone done like a Pulp Fiction s style of like podcast where they make the vi- like make the podcast uh-huh. and then we just edit it all fucking all over the place? All so we have four. like the around the end point starts at the beginning and then we have the midway point happening at the end. Well, a lot of people we should do that. It's kind of like when they when they do that little advance where they cut in like five seconds of some funnier later part of a podcast at the mm-hmm. beginning and it's yeah. like. Then it's like 20 minutes earlier. But I say we take it even further. We open in the middle of just blood rage, just shouting at each other and one of us walking off. And then we're like 20 minutes earlier and then we just start the episode. Now, do we ever get there? I don't know, but it'll be fun. 
I want to see <laughs> us have an entire <laughs> the look. <laughs> that's what tripped me out. <laughs> I want to see us have an entire episode that's like Memento, where yeah. there's uh, scenes from the end yeah. in black and white mm-hmm. that are played in reverse. Yeah, scenes from the beginning in yeah. color that, and they meet in the middle yes. at in the at the uh, the beginning of a joke. Yes. To which the ending is the punchline. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. I yes. live my life like Memento. I have all types of screenshots about stuff I'm supposed to remember. And then I like <laughs> look at him like, don't trust this man. What the fuck? Who, who is this guy? I've never seen this Dale? guy before. I think, I, think we, I think we all live life like Memento now. Every day is the same. We don't remember anything as a result. It's all been compressed out. Like, what did you do over the weekend? I, I don't know. I don't know. Pretty much the same thing I did every other weekend for a while. So. I hate that question. What did yeah. you do this weekend? It's every Monday at work. People yeah. ask, what did you do this weekend? Anything you don't fun? fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you really don't care. Yeah. And secondly, yeah. I'm not sure. Yes. Do you see the switch? <laughs> I think I tried to solder it to my the hand. The person you're talking to had to kill the weekend person just to have this conversation. <laughs> so he's not here right now. But I bet he had a good time. <laughs> Damn, that's metal. <laughs> Sounds like a line from Ed Norton. So let us know how that goes. So say that to someone on Monday morning. <laughs> Dylan, you'll get rid of that empty yeah, spot yeah. there, right? Cool. Dope. Uh, did you guys see Wonder Woman? Yeah. I, I did. I did. I did. Saw, it, saw it in the theater. Got the special th- only in theaters cup and only in theaters you, little Wonder you Woman You know what figuring. was great about Wonder Woman? It ended. N- no. Pedro the Pascal. Mandalorian. Yeah, Pedro was the best part. The Mandalorian yep. was the yeah. best part. Can you imagine? The meme. My, like, yeah. he, he acted his dick off. He did. nothing yeah. to I know. Yes. That, it's like, it was this crazy <laughs> thing where... where, where it's good. It, it was, it's this crazy thing where uh, you're watching the movie and, 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 and again, I, ultimately I went and I saw it in theaters uh, just to show support for seeing movies in theaters i you know i enjoyed it i had fun with it uh, despite its problems yada 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 but yeah it's just fun to see that it's, it becomes a movie when he walks on screen like if you want haven't watched it or you're gonna gonna see it it feels like a like a, a like a cw show that can't quite get off the ground for about the first 20 minutes and all of a sudden pedro pascal walks on and he's like and he feels like the first actor to show up in the movie because you got gal gadot and her weird accent you got Kristen wig who is a really funny lady but has trouble navigating non-sketch waters on screen and so you don't really have anyone who's like validating or selling the story world you kind of are half believing everybody the whole time hmm. which you know, it's just because the dialogue's a little pammy and campy, which could be good. And you see how good it could be when the Mandalorian shows up. When because life immediately could be better. he's playing as big of a comic book character as is needed to justify this ham handed max power oil guy, whatever. And he's like, Hey, you're the oil guy from TV. He's like, Haha, the oil guy from TV, I'll take that. And he goes and it's and it's a movie all of a sudden. And he's crying and his empathy it's just the whole thing. And as a result, you can feel them feeling that he's the only part of the movie that's working in the edit because by the end of this movie and we know it got through extensive reshoots he's 70% of the movie and Wonder Woman's nowhere near him for most of the film well yeah because the problems with the that is also that the entire main line of the plot has only to do with his character yeah. Wonder Woman and Kristen Wiig are <laughs> entirely superfluous characters Very to that story actually related to the there's, actual there's like plot, maybe yes. at the at the end it's like the fact that she throws her lasso of truth is the thing that makes the turn of heart but up until that point that none of the actions Wonder Woman has taken yeah. affect 
the main line of the plot. Well, I don't even at all. I don't mind mm. that she doesn't affect the plot so much. <clears throat> it's I, a more more yeah. of an indirect indicator yeah. of if you have a movie and causal actions taking you through the story and one character, Pedro Pascal's character, is sort of the one driving all that, and your main title yeah. character is just kind of orbiting well, it in this the way. periphery. It's the same thing happens in a film that probably was influenced on clearly at least one sequence in this film, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because it's yet like it's the 95th movie to do their version of the Raiders chase, where inevitably someone ends up under the truck, crawling along the bottom of the truck. They do it here, they've done it in a bunch of other movies. Uh, so Raiders has that same structure where Indiana Jones is out there in the world doing his own shit, just trying to make it to the fucking Ark of the Covenant the whole time. And then they're cutting away to the bad guys, uh, Ark of the Covenant, Karen Allen, that fucking uh, Belloc guy. The problem is Belloc and Karen Allen are not more compelling than Indiana Jones. And unfortunately in this film, it's actually, I don't mind the Chris Pine and her plot. Uh, it's fine. It works. It, it is what it is. But it's clearly less compelling than, the, than what's happening with the bad guy. And so they spend most of the time with Pedro Pascal, who really isn't even a superhero for most of it. He's just a weird... It's like he's living his own Twilight Zone episode, his own Black Mirror episode, yeah. that mm. his own sort of... Midas touch. Oh, you haven't seen the movie yet, so he's. I've watched an hour fifteen of it. Okay, okay. Well, there you go. But he is trying to uh, do that whole thing, and then uh, they're kind of intermittently catching up with her. The the movie is what's really interesting to me about it is like. One, I would 100% watch whatever that sport was in the opening scene. I'm <laughs> Which was, down. Yeah, oh, yeah, we dope. didn't talk about that. That's I'm, the most obvious thing to talk about. That is so clearly like the Titan Games, CrossFit I'm, Games. I am shit. so fucking sold on whatever that sport is. Uh, Hi, Bowie. Don't knock over the camera. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. that's He's going to go back through. He's <laughs> yeah, going to go back through. That's one task. So, uh, Hi, Bowie. Uh, yeah. Dylan doesn't have to cut out so much later. Uh, There's no editing happening. Oh, God. What do we want to do? He's good. He'll figure it out. There we go. Oh, gosh. That was a nightmare. Yeah, that was that was very, very intense. What if Hi, I just honey. stood? Can Hello. I stand the rest of the episode? Hi, babe. Hi. Uh, Are we recording right now? Yeah, we're recording. Okay. So, uh, the Dylan, if you don't... Hey, man. Hey, Matt. How you doing, man? Is Eric here, too? Yeah. Hey, dude. What if I just did like this and just stared at like the Maynard the entire time? Yeah. No. Fuck uh, you guys. Yeah. Dylan, Dude. if you don't edit this out, you're fired. So <laughs> shit. The <laughs> the sport at the beginning of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm 100 percent sold. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I will watch that for sure. Well, here's if that becomes a real thing. Here's what's kind of for me sucked about that particular bit is is I I clearly. Clearly, it's it's the Titan Games, it's CrossFit Games. We saw Brooke Entz and all these other people were in the first Wonder Woman movie. So clearly, there's a culture of like fit fitness racing women that probably populates the the uh, the stunt women. They build that thing in cool, but then they spend a majority of the camera time fixated on a literal like prepubescent child yes. who is having to just be moved with wires the whole time from implement to implement. They, like there's nothing like it just it it underwhel it undermines the idea of this being exciting the fact that there's clearly no weight or physics to the little girl because if they if they just decided to age her up make her a fit teenager or something like that then 
she could have been flipping well, around or at least selling the idea. Instead, it's just like all these women in the background doing like these weird things, and then this little rigid like uh, uh, like biscotti of a <laughs> of a uh, of a child just being lifted proximate on a crane to some implements so that she kind of reaches out and touches them as she but passes by. To be fair, there's there, there's no physicality. To you it. can you can see why they did that because the yeah. the you could tell from the moment that she started that uh-huh. that whole thing that it was going to be like this is how they're going to set up the lesson that allows her to win uh-huh. at the end of the movie i have to pay attention to whatever words the yeah, yeah. older shaman lady coach yeah. lady has to say because yeah. those are going to be the words yeah. that come back to like truly set us apart that's mm-hmm. the lady from house of cards yeah house of uh, cards yes. and right. princess bride and it's the most beautiful bride. woman in the world at one point and yes. literally has that scene has nothing to do with the rest of the movie no. it was such well, I think, no no the, there's no the there's one lesson thing. there's one lesson the, the armor the is armor mentioned thing. and the yeah. lesson that said is you can't uh something about you can't cheat to win yeah. and which yeah. is then the advice that's you know the taken to yeah. apply to the whole Kill monkey me. monkey paw but thing i thought, I thought it, was, it was all just targeted towards like the villains yes I, but here's the thing is you can't know the reason it's bad isn't because it doesn't pay off it pays off it totally pays off they they pay it off later it's the yeah, lesson Armin. that's imparted the the problem yeah. is the fact that the film op- the film double dips in so many things in the opening because they have a whole new movie whole new characters all sorts of shit so they do this long fitness opening, which precedes, I think, the long mall opening, which also kind of doesn't work. So you're kind of exhausted by the time you make it to the end of all that. And then those the bridge between those two sequences is not is a long speech from Robin Wright to get her back into the That's movie. She's and awesome. then a long speech from not Robin Wright, but the other identical blonde mentor lady who then gives her a second speech. She literally, she's sitting there, Robin Wright comes up, gives her speech, stands up, and then her speech goes on for fucking ever, leaves. Then another mentor character comes over, takes a knee because they got to get her back in the movie. She can't show up in 1984. She delivers a whole speech. And so it kind of felt like front-loading the movie with the end of Return of the King, where it's sort of like, we really want to hit everybody and, you know, and really high-five what an amazing cultural experience Wonder Woman was. We want to get everyone back on board. They're going to want to see these anonymous mentor characters that they have to remember from the first ep- from the first movie. And it's been a couple of years. The movie was delayed by coronavirus. Uh, the sequences are kind of fall flat, and yeah. so really, if we could have just jumped in a little bit closer to Pedro Pascal, there, I think we could. There is one other thing out, but... about the movie that I actually did enjoy. So, like, one, I would one hundred percent watch that weird sport in the beginning, and two, it was the part where Christian Wiig left, lifted weights. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, two yeah. was the, uh, the actually I liked the little scenes in the beginning where she's yeah. being a superhero, yeah, yeah, yeah. like. To me, that I, was I, I thought the, the, the mall trade. The mall thing was fun. The mall like, thing was is, fun. There, this yeah. is like this yeah. is Superman. This is like Superman being a big blue Boy Scout, not not hurting a little child in order it, to get. It very much felt like like a, presumably the Wonder Woman TV show. It worked. The problem is, I think globally, the thing felt a little bit like it was riding a line between a kids movie and an adult movie. And what I mean by that in an adult movie, you get what I'm saying. But what I mean is we're not sure if we should take the bad guys seriously as a threat, which is a problem sometimes that kids movies have, especially if there's bad guys like the, uh, the, the robbers in home alone or the people who kidnap Beethoven and Beethoven (laughs) or whatever the thing is. Sometimes there's bad guys. Those guys guys were assholes. They wanted to test explosive bullets on dog skulls. Those guys just need to go down. Exactly. So there's a kind of, there's a version of evil bad guy that shows, 
shows up in a kid's movie who's like constantly dropping shit and doesn't in any way affect a, a sense of an actual threat. doesn't feel like they occupy a world where, you know, adults would be threatened by them. And while I like the sequence broadly, the specifically the bumbling, goofy, silly oh, villain guy who like drops his, yeah his exactly, gun. or how yeah. they react to things, or the fact that he's holding the girl over the thing, or the, all of the things, it felt all of a sudden like we had jumped from like uh, from like from like the last book in Harry Potter to the first book in Harry Potter. Yeah. I, I've never read them, but presumably Presum- they age yeah. up. It felt like we had aged down a little bit, yeah. uh, and then the rest well, of the movie went on, you know, with real villain like middle eastern fucking oil barons trying to kill people and all sorts of other real villain that's shit that's a really happened. good point because that first you scene know? that like that 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 scene in the mall is 100 aimed at that little girl's age that little the little girl, girl who's like into the who's stuffed like, like, yeah yeah, who yeah, yeah. throws in the stuff it's for that little yeah. girl and her contemporaries and then you're right it goes into this really really weirdly serious like middle eastern yeah. palestine israel thing you know, for a while and people fucking Die, I think. And yeah, I, I jumped you know, out right around that point. I, I will yeah. say, stop speaking to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> we got too which, serious. I didn't if understand. You, ever you, you it, missed the part where we put the Mandalorian helmet back on. Yeah, that'd be metal. Yeah, there is, there's, um, the, the the biggest complaint that I had that I explained to Katie, and she was like, "I can't believe you're actually complaining about this. Uh-huh. Like, this is a superhero movie, and uh-huh. that's what you can't believe is how it gets resolved at the end." Uh, which With everyone I taking their spoiler wishes alert back? is everybody takes their wishes back. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's able to convince 100% of humankind to take their that's, wishes that's back. That's fine. That yeah. works in a movie world. In a movie world, she's yeah. talking to all like, of mankind. Wonder Woman is super persuasive bullshit. because of her Amazon. I call bullshit. At I was least, like, I, I was like I'll, I'll watch her fucking fly. Here's which a, is apparently something she can do now in yeah. this movie. Well, she could do it, I guess, in the JLA movies. And so I thought she kind just of trying flew to bridge by like, doing the little the lasso it's was ambiguous. like a helicopter. It's pretty ambiguous. It's like, you can't can, really tell whether can she can Can Thor fly? fly he spins the thing. He takes yeah, off. I thought, I thought and that's then, the so same way she trying to do So, like, she thing. flies. She wishes for it. And I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. But she convinces 100% of the population to just take their wishes back. That, that's fine for 100%? movies. Movies get to do that for yeah. big for big dramatic end things where, you know, where the you know courtroom full of Southern racists is convinced by the speech of the, the noble speech. And then suddenly everyone is claps their hands and they're all on the same side again. That's I, fine for end of movie thematic. Well, and, and more stuff. than that, though, more than that, though, it's not just her speechifying. It's the fact that she. They they manage, and I will give the film because the film has flaws. I just don't have, particularly think this is one of them because it's like at least they took the time to make it her actual superpower that she could take her lasso, put it on Chris Pine's wrist when they're in the closet earlier, and show and reveal great truth to him. So instead, what they do is they put Pedro Pascal on TV. She wraps the shit around his ankle, and she speaks truth through this thing, and it somehow connects with people in some magical way. Huh. It's thin, but at least they tried. The, like, the problem with this movie isn't like logical inconsistencies. <laughs> the cool thing is like most movies ha- like it's buttoned up to the extent that it's logical. It doesn't matter. I don't like plot holes. Don't really care about. It's just are you creating anything that's compelling? And the problem is, the her story works just fine. It makes sense, and Pedro Pascal's story makes sense. We just have to, when looking back at the movie, wonder why is he sixty percent of the movie, and why are we okay with that? 
You know, mm-hmm. that's a problem. It's because of bad. If we if we saw if if Raiders of the Lost Ark spent seventy percent of its time with Belloc and then intermittently checked in with with uh, with uh, with uh, Harrison Ford with Indy, we would be like, get back to that guy. With this movie, we're like, I kind of like hanging out with this guy more so than she's on her invisible plane. It's on its way. We'll right. Figure that shit out. You know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm not like a professional editor, but. Watching the movie, I was like, why is this scene still here? <laughs> that's what I felt the whole time. I was like, who that's is this what I, for? And that's what I felt watching Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> well, you just missed out. Anytime Ryan Gosling's on screen is a good yeah. excuse for that scene oh, to that's exist. Right. That's right. You're just not attracted to Ryan Gosling. And that's okay. Which also had Robin. In fact, I it was during a Robin Wright scene when watching Blade Runner 2049. I love Robin Wright. It's just not, this is not her fault. But it was during her scene where she's just, we're like in with Ryan Gosling and we're like four boring scenes into <laughs> another sequence. And she's just talking to fucking Ryan Gosling in her office. And I'm just fucking don't want to be alive anymore. And I literally had to take a break from the movie, got up, walked out, breathed, went to the bathroom, walked back into the theater. And she was still in the office talking to him. That's was, how, that's just how glacial the so pace of Blade Runner 2049 is. You can't wait for Dune. You're just so fucking pumped uh, to watch. It's the kind. Of, that's why I feel. I wish I could feel one way about stuff, but it's all conflicted because the sentence is: I am super excited about Dune. I'm super excited that everyone made a stink about t- taking it uh, directly to the internet. I'm super glad that hopefully it will end up still in theaters. Yada yada yada. I hope it makes a lot of money, but at the same time, I don't know if I have thoroughly enjoyed the movie-going experience of a Denis Villeneuve movie yet. Yeah. They are very pretty television commercials that go on for a very like long time. There's a good chance it's going to have the same Blade Runner 2049, you know, yeah. reasons for scenes existing, except with Timothy Kamalot. The only thing it has going for it there is if scenes are glacial and the idea is that there should be lots of subtext yeah. and things that you're thinking about, at least Dune has ideas and subtext that could exist that aren't really present in 20, Blade Runner 2049 or The Arrival or anything like that. So at least yeah. there is substance mm-hmm. that could be made reference to. But uh, yeah, I just don't think that Denis Villeneuve knows how to do more than like one trick. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to do that one trick for every scene in the movie, beginning to end. Everything's going to look really gray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, everything will be paced kind of the same. And so putting that, really putting that yeah. together with my idea of the things that are going to happen in Dune, I'll see it. I'll see it. Well, and that's maybe thing, maybe what, some 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 well, okay things can well, come just, out of that. And did not just sound like a negative Fair. belly. But what's the deal? Like, what's the what what's the issue? What what are the issues potentially with the uh, with the first Dune movie? It's a you have a, 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 a director who's a fantastic stylist who would, who I think would later emerge to be an even more powerful artist than he was when he made Dune uh, in David Lynch. But at the same time, you had someone who where who probably did not have the storytelling instincts to be able to translate that entire book into a movie or two, because that's a hard task to do textually. It requires a lot of know-how and also a lot of good story instincts. Mm-hmm. The exact areas where Denis Villeneuve has struggled in the past. I don't really think Arrival works as a movie. I don't really think uh, you know what is the Blade Runner twenty forty nine is it is what it is. I've tried to get through Sicario a couple times and have just kind of tapped out about halfway through. So it's just like, it's, I, I feel like I already know what it's going to be. And the one contribution, therefore, that he, like, like that It movie, like the It remake, it's like it's not 
like it was it's, it was transparent it came and went and the one thing it did was it contributed the iconography of uh pennywise having that stupid um lip thing that turns into his makeup like the pennywise makeup that now people are replicating and it's or, or like in the right, same way right. in the same yeah. way that dark knight in addition to being a great movie submitted into the world the iconography of the joker looking like heath ledger and all that so i was excited for potentially and maybe it will come some new dune iconography some new images that when happen. we saw them it's like oh that's what paul atreides should look like or that's what the sandworm should look like or whatever and unfortunately because he uh, cliff was explaining does love the original david lynch dune it looks slavishly referential to that yeah. iconography or to whatever yeah, impression fact, saw, we already have of what dune should or has already looked like in the past i saw a pretty cool split screen video where it played the dune trailer that denis villain Dune trailer alongside the David Lynch Dune and the sci-fi made-for-TV Dune where they edited in scenes from those movies that were the same scenes as featured mm -hmm. in the trailer. You, so you could see the same images from the same scenes all on screen at the same time. But, what was incredibly obvious is that the Denis Villeneuve Dune and the David Lynch Dune, scene for scene, shot for shot, looked very similar. Very similar color palette, very similar overall look. Whereas the Sci-Fi Channel movie, yeah, lowest budget and all that, but it had different colors, wacky, entirely different looking costumes. So at least that was a new, different, unique interpretation of the material. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's like Timothy Chalamet is basically just dressed as Kyle MacLachlan from the... Dune even with the movie. same hair. The, the sandworms like, and all the other shit basically look like that. Cup yeah. of spice. Good old cup. Damn good cup of spice. Damn good cup of spice. Huh. Yeah, and so, I don't know. And that's so that's where we stand with the Dune movie is a very much a wait and see because maybe they're all the cool shit we're wait, we'll see in the next one. But the funny thing about that video is it compares all three, the Denis Villeneuve Dune, uh, the David Lynch Dune, and then the Sci-Fi Channel Dune. But at the end, it actually pulls back and reveals that the screen that was showing the Denis Villeneuve Dune was actually just the side of a gray shoebox. Yeah. Wow. The whole time, yeah. So, no, but what's funny is that that's kind of what it looks Hateful. like, though. When Hateful. you look at when, no, and the reason I say that is because it's funny to then look at the David Lynch, or the David Lynch version next to the sci-fi version next to the, the Denis Villeneuve version, because there's just so much more color and contrast in the other two frames. Your eyes just naturally drift there and want to stay there when you're looking at Damn. them, and you occasionally look back at this gray hard to interpret was that jason momoa or was that some sand it's not important <laughs> and, it's uh, the same in the thing. other frame and uh and uh but and i don't know so if any, it makes the it makes Listen. the david lynch one look really good am i allowed to give dylan orders yes. dylan yeah. you need to color correct this so it looks like a dilly dinny villanue yeah, movie right now everything shoebox got it grade the fuck That's out perfect <laughs> yeah uh, Dylan's crushing it. He's yeah. done such a good job this entire episode. Yeah. Like, really just nailing all the yeah. edits, uh, doing all the cutouts, yes. uh, you know, punching in to yes. each of us when we're talking. Yes. Uh, he's mm -hmm. adding like little uh, visual jokes, uh, like mm -hmm. one of the words. Yes. Sometimes we yep. say some stuff. He's a new hire. He came over from my podcast. Bob Bob Zemeckis is not yeah. a good head. Yeah. yeah. How's that? How's that going? It's good actually. We uh, we finally recorded Forrest Gump, and I went deep on Forrest Gump. Man, I if really you want to hear watch, me go hear borderline that. insane talking about Forrest Gump, and like just how it really and just how it defines the 20th century in so many ways. Damn. Go listen to Bob's Mix. It's not a butthead. I normally don't tell people to listen to things that I'm involved with, but <laughs> I, I haven't had the strength to listen back because uh, I, I think I kind of went to a different place when talking about it. So Damn. enjoy that. Ascended. Yes. Or descended. And we determined that Forrest Gump is, in fact, one of the greatest movies of all time. 
Wow. And, yes, that's right. And that uh, we're rewriting the story on it. Katie and I quote Forrest Gump to each other um, daily. Yes. Huh. Daily. Of course we quote do. that movie to one another daily. Excellent. Do. What are yeah. some of the highlights? What the are main the one is either speaking to one another or to Loki mm-hmm. and using, but you're my girl. <laughs> But you're my girl. But you're my girl. And <laughs> I constantly use, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. Oh, that's a classic. Good. That is a classic. Um, okay. Yes. Well, you know what, guys? This has been really nice. Yes. We'll see you guys in like two months. Yeah. yeah. Two months or so. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, two months, right. two weeks, whichever. We'll do like yeah, a quarterly yeah. thing. We're going to be doing mm-hmm. a countdown to uh, Armin becoming a father. So it, on this. this could very well be the final countdown. Yes. The final countdown. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Voices so on a cup system to high sounds. Bob Zemeckis is not a butthole. Yes, that's right. That's actually a good point. I'll say my name is Ed. He's also not a butthole. He's also not a butthole. At Kyle Bogart, uh, 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 no, it's no it's, more. It's instead, it's all about Bob Zemeckis is not a butthead. Which so has a great, that. great social feed, yeah. by and, the way. And Cliff was on which episode was it? Was I on? Oh, wait, I was on one of the... I was on the fucking... Damn it, which episode was I on? I don't remember which I one you talked about. I don't know. I was on one of them, and There's I will be on a future days. episode. I will be on the Contact episode. We're doing Contact. We watched Contact I, the other day. I will tell you right now, I have also, hmm. in the midst of hearing about people asking mm-hmm. for skills needed to return i've been getting i don't know if you've been getting feedback mm. but i've been getting feedback on bob zemeckis oh really butthead. Oh, sure. i have literally not heard one word from well, you one have to be, fan about you have to be somewhere where true. people can talk i haven't been on you. social media but i'm yeah. curious to know i literally have decided to treat it as kind of like my my, my sand garden that i'm just slowly slowly raking like a monk and i don't want so far so good okay good. i've been yeah, getting no one's had any getting complaints. a lot of positive yeah. feedback from right. i get, about you I get re- weird feedback about it as well yeah, I think it's because fantastic. no one can reach you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, send this to the, what the am brothers. I, a fucking answering <laughs> yes. service. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Just, just go ahead and pat. Keep sending your messages to at Arm and Hammer. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Arm and Hammer, uh, you were accused of cannibalism, weren't you? Yes. Yes. It was a big misunderstanding. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, it, it technically does not count as cannibalism cool. because I identify as Klingon. There you go. Perfect. Hmm. So. There you go. It's all good. I'm in the dark here. Did Army Hammer get accused of <laughs> yeah, cannibalism? Apparently, Army Hammer does some like kinky stuff, and on, yeah. in like his DMs with some chick on Instagram, was like, like, I want to eat, eat you. And apparently, I that's wanna, news now. I want to yeah. eat your heart We're and fuck it. your brain. I yeah, think all I heard he is saying. that maybe he's not uh, mentally stable, and that made him a better actor, in my opinion. Yeah, I want to see more of that. Well, there's no way he's mentally stable. Do you think that scene in mm. Call Me by Your Name with Timothy Chalamet? I still was seen his it. idea about fucking the peach? Because now it might kind of seems sex like with that. The peach, I haven't Timothy seen does. Yet. Oh, cool! But I think it might have been Army Hammer's idea. Mm. Wow! Based off those allegations, but he's not. But the, but he's a he's a carnivore. How do you have <laughs> sex with a peach? Well, how do you not? <laughs> well, <I'm laughs> Would be the better question of that two, movie. You're very horny in Italy, apparently. <laughs> what you get is a hoagie <laughs> bun. You me, line him with peaches. Let me, let me paint a picture for you. You're in Italy. You're a fucking horn dog. <laughs> Pro tip, remove the seed. <laughs> Pro tip, remove the seed. I have had some bad experiences fucking stone fruit. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that makes sense. You see one too many peach emojis is what happens, oh, honestly. Right. What about you, Chase? Where can people find you? I'm at. Uh, I'm going before Cliff, and that feels weird. Wait, I'm not going to go. Cliff has oh. a gun. Oh no! Um, yeah, I am at something that can never be found. I guess I'm off the grid entirely. So the only place you can see me is on the next scale as needed. Nah. 
Damn, that's exclusivity right there. That's you have right. to pay extra for that. We are now a social media company. That's right. If uh, yeah, if you want to reach Cliff, you can go through me at Chase Five Hundred Four. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, and uh, that's it. So there you go. There you go. Nice. And I'm at Arm Hammer TV. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. And good luck in your endeavors in Breath of the Wild, Chase. <laughs> I'm already done. <laughs> I've been playing it this whole time. <laughs> oh, that's what your feet were doing. There you go. All right. Later. Later.